Amen. I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> yes, Lord. We've been talking about that in our services lately. Talking about the fact that, that this could be our year. This could be the best year spiritually we have ever had. Why not? Why not? Let me ask you a personal question. Do you love God? <laughs> now think about that. Before you rush to answer, think with me about this eternally important question. Do you love God? Think with me about the lifestyle that you have chosen. Your lifestyle. The choices you make to create a lifestyle. Think about that. Think about what really moves you. What really motivates you in life. Uh, think with me about your level of commitment to kingdom principles. How you doing on that one? Think with me about your daily obedience to the living, breathing, holy Word of God. You got all that in mind? Okay, now let me ask you again. Do you love God? Jesus said this, the way you love God is with all your heart, soul, and mind. Jesus said that we love God with all. In other, in other words, all that I am and all that I have belongs to God. I lay it at his feet. I say, I am yours, Father. <laughs> I say to him, I'm holding nothing back. I love you. I trust you that much. I believe you are who you say you are. So I am going to lay everything at your feet. Brothers and sisters, this just could be our year. But if it is, you are going to have to change some things. And so am I. We are going to have to change some things. Are you willing to do that? Because you see, the stakes, if you will, are too high for us to live our Christian lives like we always have. It is time, past time, to jump in with both feet and be made complete. I want to give you, Father, all that I am <laughs> and all that I have. I lay it all at your feet, holding nothing back. Somebody say amen. One of those very sensitive, personal areas that many of us will have to change this year if we're going to be all that God's calling us to be, if we are really going to experience revival, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this place, 
One of the changes we are going to have to make is how we handle our stuff. Our money. Our possessions. Here's what it is this morning. Love God with all. Heart, soul, and mind. Love God with all means my hands are wide open. (laughs) Loving God with all, dot, 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 heart, soul, mind, means my hands are wide open. You see, this is a picture, this right here, this is a picture of what it looks like when a child of God really loves Him. (laughs) This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like when somebody claims to be a child of God, but not so much. This is what it looks like when somebody says, I do not trust God. This is what it looks like when somebody says, I don't really obey God in all things. This is what obedience looks like. (laughs) This is what trust looks like. Somebody say amen. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Happens to be the Sermon on the Mount, by the way. You know, the principles in the Sermon on the Mount, I don't know about you, but when I hear those, I sit up and take notice. Right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, he says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We having fun yet? There's a powerful little book that I just finished reading. It talks about kingdom management principles. How to manage our resources. It's called the Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. What I'm going to say, much of what I'm going to say this Sunday and next, comes from the biblical principles expressed in this little book, The Treasure Principles. Sisters and brothers, my wonderful sisters and brothers, if you follow these principles, if you choose to live according to these principles, it will change your life. It will change your life and the lives of many people around you. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you can't take it with you. You heard that phrase before? That's why you don't see hearses pulling U-Haul trailers. You can't take it with you. But listen to the way that Randy Alcorn puts a little spin on that phrase. He calls this the treasure principle. You can't take it with you, but... You can send it on ahead. Whoo, I like that, don't you? Now there's some truth for you, brothers and sisters. 
You can't take it with you, but you sure can send it on ahead. See, what it is, it's adjusting our thinking. It's adjusting our actions, if you will, from a world's perspective to a kingdom perspective. It is changing our mindset and living according to kingdom principles, not the deprived, depraved principles of this world that have us sucked in much of the time. It is allowing God to transform us so that we start living our lives by treasure or kingdom principles. You can't take it with you, that's for sure, but you can send it on ahead. Let me tell you something that, like it or not, is absolutely true. God sees our faith and our finances inseparably. If you say you have faith in God and you're not faithful with your finances, no, you don't. The Bible says without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. So if you're like this, You are not pleasing God. Let me say it another way. God never blesses disobedience. What are you talking about this for, Pastor Chuck? Because this could be our year if we all jump in. If we all change some things. This could be our year. Don't you want to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Don't you want this to be the best year spiritually you've ever had? you got to get in with both feet. Unfortunately, that includes how you handle your money. Did you know Jesus talked about money 15% of the time that he said anything that we know about? (laughs) Come on, Jesus, leave my pocketbook alone. Where your treasure is, you see... (laughs) Your heart will be also. You can't take it with you, brothers and sisters, that's for sure. But you can send it on ahead. Along with this treasure principle come six keys. Six treasure principle keys. This Sunday, we're going to talk about four of the keys. Next Sunday, we'll finish up the last two. Treasure principle number one goes this way. God owns everything. Somebody say amen. Now I'm taking that to mean you believe that. God owns everything. I'm his money manager. I'm his possessions manager. He owns everything. When I raise my hands to heaven and say all I am and all I have is yours, I'm really just illustrating what's already true. Whether you are faithful with your finances, your stuff, or not, it's all God's. God owns everything. Here's my question. Do you love God? Like that? Over there? With all your heart, soul, and mind? Do you trust God? Do you truly trust God? After all, (laughs) He is God. That, to me, that means something. He's God. 
I mean God. That's who He is. He's not just God. He's God of all creation. And with my God, all things are possible. Do you love God? You see, I've said this before. If I were God, I'd do it differently. But God chooses to do His work through people. That's how He chooses to get it done. Time, talents, treasures. You add it all up, you put it in the body of Christ, you put it all together, and God's kingdom is strengthened and furthered, and God does His work. Through people. That's how He chooses. He owns everything, yes. But He chooses to finance His kingdom by sending His money through your hands and mine. It's His. I mean, He could do it without the middle men and women. He could. But He chooses to use you and me. He takes your hands and places resources in our hands and says, Now, I want you to manage it. You get this much, and I want this much from you. Are your hands open or closed? You love God? God's kingdom is stronger and more effective when you and I are fully engaged. That's the plan. Time, talents, treasure. When we're fully engaged. Sisters and brothers, think with me about this minute. The resources that come through these doors every week, God could take those and change this world. That's His plan. God's kingdom could be much stronger and much more effective if you were fully obedient. Me too. You see, this just could be our year. This could be the year. The year that we look back on and say, I was there. I was there when it happened. You, you, you just wouldn't believe it. This, the Holy Spirit just filled that place. If that's going to happen, brothers and sisters, you are going to have to change some things. If revival is going to come, you are going to have to change some things. So am I. Do you love God? Oh, yes, Pastor Chuck. Well, then prove it. Give. You've got to be kidding me. Giving proves it. Well, you see, Jesus said, where your treasure is, <laughs> there your heart will be also. You see, it's never been about money. God wants your heart. God wants your heart. And He knows that wherever your treasure is, your heart is right there too. God doesn't need more money. We in the church think we do. But God doesn't need more money. He needs your heart. And He knows that once He has your heart, everything else is going to follow. Yes. Someone said this. We are most like God when we give. Gaze upon Christ long enough and you will become more of a giver. Give long enough and you will become more like Christ. 
See, God owns everything. I'm the manager. Second key kingdom principle. My heart always goes where my money is. My heart always goes where God's money, where I put God's money. Let me just read it off the screen here. Why don't you just read it and I'll just save the the trouble there. We've already established this. God owns everything. We've already established this. Many of you said amen, so I'm assuming you believe that. God owns everything. Therefore, whatever you do with his money, whether you use it for selfish purposes or kingdom purposes, your heart will follow. Jesus said again, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. By saying this, Jesus is simply saying, if you show me your checkbook, if you show me your Visa card receipts, if you show me all your other receipts, I'll show you where your heart is. Money leads, heart follows. Money leads, heart follows. Do you love God? I'm getting personal here. Do you really love God? Are your hands wide open? I love you, Father. I trust you. Or are they tightly closed? Again, God doesn't want more money from you. He wants your heart. It's really never been about money for him. It's been about obedience and trust and love. God knows when he has your heart, he's got all the rest. My heart always goes where I put God's money. The third treasure key, or the third principle. Hello. The treasure principle key number three. Thank you very much. I need that. Heaven, not earth, is my home. Now this, brothers and sisters, is a very clear biblical principle. This place we are in now is not home. We're passing through. Philippians. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 to 20. It says this. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears... Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's only one place out of many that the Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. It is in another place. We are aliens. We are foreigners. We are passing through here. Heaven, not earth, is our home. Why is it so difficult 
for some people to give? Why is it so difficult? Well, many reasons, misplaced priorities, other things. But probably the number one reason that influences that, the fact that it's hard to give, is the illusion that earth is our home. And we put all our ducks, if you will, in earth's basket. If this is going to be our year, brothers and sisters, we're going to have to start believing or changing our thinking to understand that earth is not our home. And while we're here, Lord, passing through, would you protect us? Would you protect us from taking our eyes off of you and putting them on the things of this world that suck us in and distract us? Help us to understand that you have a plan and your plan includes using us. Your plan, your plan includes passing resources through our hands, the joy of giving through our hands. Where we choose to store our treasures depends largely on where we think our home is. You can't take it with you, but you sure can send it on ahead. When I was in Russia, many Armenian men came to Russia from Armenia. There was no work in Armenia. They would come to Russia and stay there for years working to support their family. They'd go back and see their wives and children maybe, maybe once a year, if that often. But through the year, they would send money. They would wire money back home. They lived in Russia, but they were not connected there. They were foreigners in that land. Their heart was back home. They sent most all of their resources back home because that's where they were from. That's where they lived. That's where they were going eventually. You see, it's the same with us. We're just passing through. We've got loved ones over there. We've got Jesus over there. We're going to spend eternity over there. We're just passing through here. Um, do you love God? <clears throat> I hesitated to do this, but there's a great illustration in this book. And I just, just take me a minute to read it. This is awesome. Listen to this. Heaven, not earth, is my home. Take a ride with me. After a few miles, we turn off the road, pass through a gate, and fall in line behind some pickup trucks. The vehicles ahead are filled with computers, stereo systems, furniture, appliances, golfing equipment, fishing gear, and toys. Higher and higher we climb until we reach a parking lot. There, the drivers unload their cargo. Curious, we watch a man hoist a computer, go over to the, in the lot, and hurls the computer over the edge. Now you're going to, now, now you've got to find out what's going on. You scramble out of your car and peek over the precipice. At the bottom of the cliff is a giant pit filled with, well, stuff. 
Finally, you understand. This is a landfill, a junkyard, the final resting place for the things in our lives. Sooner or later, everything we own ends up here. Christmas and birthday presents, cars, boats, hot tubs, golf clubs, clothes, stereos, barbecues, the treasures that children quarreled about, friendships were lost over, honesty was sacrificed for, and marriages broke up over all end up in the landfill. You ever seen that bumper sticker that says, he who dies with the most toys wins? (laughs) You ever seen that one? Millions of people act as if it were true. The more accurate saying is this, he who dies with the most toys still dies and never takes anything with them. When we die after devoting our lives to acquiring things, we don't win. We lose. We move into eternity, but our toys stay behind, filling junkyards. The bumper sticker, the person with the most toys at the end wins, couldn't be more wrong. Heaven, not earth, is our home. If this is our year, we've got to start living like that. I have to start living like that. Treasure principle key number four. I should live not for the dot, but for the line. Now, I'm going to need three volunteers for this. Out of this Pastor Trey box here, I need three volunteers. Don't be shy. Pastor Rex, thank you. Okay, somebody else. Andrew, thank you. Appreciate you volunteering. And um, Tina, you come on up here. Pastor Rex, hold the dot, okay? Hold that dot. Now I want you, Andrew, to take this and just go that way as far as you can, kind of to the end of the platform. And you take this. Just keep going, Andrew. Just keep going. And we're going to go over here. That's far enough, I think. Okay, let go of that. Okay, here we go. Now just go over here to the end. We're going to go way over here to the end. My little rope that's all tangled up okay now i just want you i just want you to hold this that's good enough i mean that just hold it tight so it's up hold it up you got to hold it up there you go now pastor rex anywhere on the line put the dot on that side so people can see anywhere all right very good you're finished pastor rex thank you very much <laughs> thank you my hand thank you pastor rex our life on earth is a dot Eternity is a line. You see that? From that dot extends forever. Use your imagination. This line extends forever. This is your life. Eternity goes on forever. Right now, we are living in the dot. But what are you living for? A person with closed hands lives only for the dot. A person with wide open hands lives according to the line. Giving is living for the line. Giving to the kingdom is living for the line. Holding back is living only for the dot. Jim Elliott, a missionary that was martyred years ago, said this, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. 
me say that again. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I believe this is our year. Hold it up. Hold it up. Keep holding it up. Hold it up. I believe this is our year, brothers and sisters. Anybody there believe that? This just could be the best year spiritually we've ever had. If it is, you are going to have to change some things. Like living for the line, not the dot. Thank you very much. Just drop it where you are. Thank you very much. Let's give him a hand. Thank you very much. Perfect. Perfect. Listen to this statement. This excites me, this statement. Listen to this. Because you give, eternity will be different. Are you serious, God? Yes. Because you give. Because, see, it's his plan. He owns everything, but he passes some of it through your hands and mine. Because you give, eternity will be different for you and for others. You can take it with you. (laughs) You can't take it with you, but you sure can send it on ahead. Sending it on ahead is something like giving regularly to your local church, tithing. That's sending it on ahead because of all the ministries, all the, the, all the, all the ministries that go on in, in, in any local church. It's a place where you, you, you support the kingdom. You, sending it on ahead is tithing. Sending it on ahead is giving to missions. I saw how God uses money given to missions firsthand. It's amazing. Sending it on ahead is helping to support the rescue mission, Pastor Donovan. That's helping to send it on ahead. Or a hope center, Janet. That, that's helping to send it on ahead. Or the Gideons. That's helping to send it on ahead. See, now think this. Now, giving has never to God never been about money. No, he's, he owns everything. It's always been about obedience, trust, and love. The happiest people, the most fulfilled people I've ever known in my life are faithful givers to the kingdom of God without fail. Because where your heart is, that's where your treasure is also. Loving God with all, dot, 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 means my hands are wide open. Do you love God? Father, Father, it is hard to get this. It is hard to to be faithful. It is hard to give when we've got so much pressure in this society that we live in. Yes, it is. Lord, would you help us to just at least turn the corner, turn our thinking, change our thinking? Would you help us, Lord, at least to make some some progress in in this beautiful idea of letting resources flow through us to your kingdom? God, you love a cheerful giver. Lord, we want this to be our year. Oh, God, we need this to be the best year spiritually we've ever had. And, Lord, in order for that to happen, 
We've got to be faithful with our stuff. That's the way it is because our heart follows our stuff. And you want our heart. So, Lord, I pray. I pray for my brothers and sisters, these folks that I love, these folks that you, your son died for. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do what we need to do to get where you need us to be. Lord, you've already given us everything we need for life and godliness. Help us to live a life that says yes. Help us to live a life with wide open hands. Father, there are many needs in our congregation today. We bring them to you. We lay them at your feet. Brothers and sisters, if there's anyone here this morning that that just needs to come and pray, just to kneel in the presence of God and in the, in, the, in the presence of your brothers and sisters. Just come at this time as we continue to pray. Maybe you have a burden. Maybe you just want to ask God to strengthen you and help you to be faithful. Maybe it looks impossible and you want to kneel before the God in whom all things are possible and just pour your heart out to him. Father, my brothers and sisters, we're bowing before you. Lord, there are many in need. You know who they are. I pray that you would go to them right now. Lord, lift their burdens. I ask, Lord, that you would help each one to seek you with all of their hearts. Lord, we pray for those that are sick. We think of Jack Reeder and Linda Grabner. Bless her, Lord. And Betty Reynolds. Touch them physically, Father. And so many more. We think of Andy Barnes. Bless this little boy. And Lord, so many other shut-ins and and those that are desperate in need of you. Father, there are people here today that need a spiritual touch, people that need an emotional touch. Some people just need encouragement, Lord. Would you encourage people today in their faith? Would you help people to know? Would you whisper in their ear in your still small voice that with God all things are possible? Help us, Lord, to seek you. Lord, each week we pray for our military personnel. We ask, Lord, that where they are, what they're doing now, that you'd protect them mostly from the evil one. Protect them spiritually, Lord. Protect them physically and bring them home safely. We call out their names again, Lord. We pray for Matt and Jim and Donald, Liliana and Jeffrey and Jeff and Jamal, David, Jacob, Tony, Brian, Phil, Jeff, Javier, Jay, Nathaniel, Christina, Josh, Brett, Douglas, Sam, Sarah, Jeremy, Mark, Joshua, Edward, Charlie, Zach, Colin, Carol, Scott. Lord, all of them, Lord, protect them. We pray on their behalf. Help them to know right now that somebody's praying for them. Lord, we pray for Kathy Tubner today and the loss of her sister. Would you continue to minister to Kathy and her family? I pray for those that, are, that continue to grieve this morning. Lift them up, Lord, in Christ. Father, we pray for our missionaries around the world who are serving. We pray for the Wades and the Riggins and the Walkers. We pray, Lord, for the Webbers. We ask, Lord, you'd be with these ones who are sacrificing. And we ask, Lord, that you would give them fruit for their labor. Once more, Lord, we pray for the missionaries named Donovan and Grace who are serving you right here in our community. We lift them up again to you. We ask, Lord, that you would surround them with your protection and your peace and your love. We ask your protection on their children, too. May, them, may they all 
grow strong in Christ. We pray that for all of our children, Lord. We pray that you'd protect them, draw them close to you. Lord, I pray for our families. I pray, Lord, that you would heal struggling families, that you would heal broken relationships. Lord, pour out your Spirit on our families. God in heaven, we need you. Change us, Lord, into strong, healthy Christian families that can lift up Christ in our community. Father, we pray for our government. We pray for for President Obama. We ask, Lord, that you would help him. Speak to him, Lord. Change his heart, Lord. We pray that for all of our leaders. We pray, Lord, that they'd, they'd listen to your still, small voice. Father, help us to love you with our hands wide open. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And all the people said, Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters.